You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hey, gorgeous souls, it's Vix, and we're here with another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. And I'm very excited because on the show today, we have my friend Carrie Mallon, who is one of my favorite tarot readers. Uh, she's Aww. also a mentor and a blogger, and she's doing loads of amazing stuff in the tarot community. So I'm really excited to have you here, Carrie. Thank you, Vix. I am excited as well. You are also one of my favorite people. So the feeling goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, like um, we kind of started our businesses around the same time. And it's been really cool to kind of have you there, like kind of in the parallel lane. Like obviously we do, we do really different stuff like with, with our work, but it's kind of like you've always been over there and it's like, hi, Carrie. <laughs> I know. I feel like I got really lucky because I met you and I met a few other really, really cool people right when I started. It's like there was something in the air around that time and, and a lot of us got going. And yeah, it's been nice seeing the, the way people have gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool that like we're both still around. <laughs> Yeah, that's something, right? Because it's yeah. been um, about four years or so. So that's in wow. internet years. It's quite a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like a million years in internet years. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to start with just like telling us a bit about like your journey and how you, because everyone kind of, well, I don't know if everyone knows my journey, but most, <laughs> most people are listening to this probably have some idea of like, my my background and how I kind of got into doing this work but do you want to share with us a little bit about how it was for you? Yeah sure um so I was at the point in my life that I sometimes now jokingly half jokingly refer to it as my quarter life crisis Mm -hmm. I didn't know it at the time but when I found out a little more about astrology it turned out it was also my Saturn return in this time which makes sense (laughs) so it was kind of like I did everything I thought I should do in life. You know, I went to college and I got a degree and then I got a corporate job and I got my own apartment and I got cats, which was the best part, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, so things were on paper looking really good, but I was feeling really blocked from my creativity and just really stuck. And I kept having the sensation like there's more to life. There's something I should be doing, but I didn't know what it was. And somewhere around that time, I felt out of the blue, this urge to go get a tarot deck. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I started learning tarot for myself and it clicked so many things into place for me. It was like, I understood so much more about myself and my inner world. And um, it really helped me get unstuck and just feel more plugged into life. So a few years went by and I kept working with the cards and whatnot. And eventually I got to a point where I just felt guided I felt this intuitive knowing like the next step for me is I want to share this with other people I want to start a business I want to be blogging I want to be doing readings and so that's what I did and then it kind of just continued on from there yeah I think like that's that happens to so many of us like when we discover tarot and we like realize what it can do for us and how it can help us to become more conscious and aware of like what's going on in our own lives, what we need to be doing to like 
make things better. Like when you realize how powerful that is, it's like, oh my God, everyone needs to buy a deck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's, um, it seems to grab people and, um, I don't know, maybe this is a weird thing to bring up right now, but it just came to my mind since we're talking about business. But I also think it's worth noting, like for anyone out there who's listening and loves tarot, that sometimes you can get really into tarot and you don't actually want to start a business around it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think there's sometimes this thing that we do where you find something and you love and you're good at it and it's like, oh, I should start a business around this. And that's not everyone's thing. Like before I started my tarot business. Um, and even still now I was really into cooking and I think I always had like an entrepreneurial spirit for a while there. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll start like a catering business or something like that. But that would not have been right for me because I love cooking and baking, but like, I didn't want to do it as a business. So, um, I guess I'm rambling a bit, but if anyone loves tarot and you don't feel like starting a business, I just want to say that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I think, there really is this this feeling. I think because people are seeing more and more people like us who are like making a living out of this, like this is our lives, like this is our jobs, people mm-hmm. start to see that, that that is an option. And I think a lot of people go, oh, like I like tarot, I should do that. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm discouraging anyone because if that's what you feel called to do, then do it because it's amazing. And I feel like, and you probably feel the same way, Vix, that the world can always use more tarot readers because um, it's such a healing thing. And when you connect with people through tarot, I think it really can make a difference. So if you do feel called to do it, don't, I don't want to just sound like I'm saying don't do it. But it's also really hard, right? (laughs) Yes, it is really hard. And you and I have been at this long enough that you know, I'm sure you have noticed as well, like I'll see people come on the scene and they're really gung-ho for their business. And then they realize like, oh, actually I don't want to do this as a business. So um, that's okay as well. Yeah. Like there's been so many people like since we started out, like the amount of people that I've seen, like start a YouTube channel or like start sharing stuff on Instagram and you follow these people and you're like trying to support them and whatever. And then like, a couple months later, you're like, oh, I wonder whatever happened to like so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, um, I don't want to sound like I'm smack talking that when that happens to people, because part, something I always encourage people, because I know you do some business mentoring and I do as well. And I always encourage people like, it's okay to experiment. You might try something for a while and then be like, you know what, this is not what I want to do. I want to try something else. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my whole business is based on like, is based on that. Like, I'm just going to try this and see if it works. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I've, although like my main kind of offerings have stayed the same, like I'm, you know, I've been offering um, intuitive readings for a really long time, but the way I do them and the way I um, like the way I promote myself and the way that I share other stuff, like that's changing all the time. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's it's actually one of my favorite things about having my own business is that I can try things and, you know, it's like nobody else is really telling me what to do. I just get to try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, it's so exciting. I remember when I, I, I say I like manifested my business, but it was, it was partly that, that I called it in, but it was also that I did the work. 
Yeah. Um, but I remember just like, it was so important to me to have creative control of my work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that I can like, if I want to change the colors on my website, I can just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. so nice having that autonomy and feeling like you can do it in a way that speaks to you. And, you know, as you grow and evolve, your business can grow and evolve with you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as well, like going back to what we were saying about how it's actually not easy to run, to run your own business. Like there's all of these amazing things that come out of it. Like you, you know, if you want to take a day off, if you don't have readings booked in, if you want to take a day Mm -hmm. off or um, work on the weekend and have Tuesday off or change things or whatever, like you have all this freedom to do it. But then it's not like you just wake up one day and you have the ability to do that. Like from, from me anyway, it was a really long, hard slog (laughs) to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It can, it can take a while. And for me, part of it too has been learning how to navigate my working style. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it took me actually a really long time and maybe it's something I might still be learning a little bit, um, but it took me a really long time to learn that like, I don't have to do things a certain way. So for example, when I first started, I was very much like, okay, I'm going to wake up the exact same time I did when I had my corporate job. And then I'm going to quit working at five and this and that. And it took me actually like a while to realize like, I don't have to do it that way. I can actually give myself permission to find a way that, that suits my rhythms and my working style. And that's such a luxury and a blessing And I'm really grateful for it. But yeah, it took me a while to actually feel like, yeah, I actually can do that. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm still working. (laughs) I'm I'm working that out every day. It's like, yeah, me too. A new opportunity to like, to, to try something else. Yeah. It's really like, I remember when I started my business, like people were, were saying to me, you know, like, oh, I could never work on my own from home. Like I just wouldn't get anything done. And Mm -hmm. For me, I was a little bit scared of that. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to sit around and watch Friends all day and I'm not going to do anything. But actually, <laughs> I've found that it's been the opposite. Like I just work like all the time. I have to stop myself and say, no, like you need to go and do something else now. <laughs> yeah, I think one thing that helped me a bit um, is that even before I started my own business, when I had my corporate job, I worked from home for several mm-hmm. years. So I was kind of already used to like, even though you're at home, you're still being productive and whatnot. But but the nice thing of having your own business too is sometimes when you're working, I'm guessing it's the same for you. It doesn't always really feel like you're working depending yeah. on what you're doing. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just like writing this amazing blog post or doing research for my podcast and it feels like something you want to be doing. It doesn't feel like, oh, I have to go do this work. You know, sometimes it feels like, oh, I have to go do this work. But, but a lot of times it's like, it just merges with your life. At least that's how it is for me. Do you feel that too? Yes, definitely. Especially for me. um, Yeah. When I'm in like that kind of creative flow or I'm doing something that I feel really excited about, it doesn't feel like I'm working. And I think for me, then that's when I start to get in a bit of a danger zone of like, working too much because then suddenly it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, Oh my God, like I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> like I need to, I need to stop and look after my energy now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But it, it is. It's a really, it's a really strange thing. And I, 
like, you know, it's amazing that you had that experience of working from home because that's obviously like the universe preparing you for, <laughs> for this. But for me, I went from working in a school, like teaching to suddenly being, you know, surrounded by like so many people who all had things that they needed me to do for them to being on my own. Like, and it, was, it was weird. It was really weird. Yeah, well, it seems like it suits your um, your work ethic or your, I don't know if the word I'm looking for, but it just seems like it suits your style really well to be self-employed. I'm actually, um, I need a little bit of your vibe because I will be honest, like sometimes I really like to just veg out and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Also on that note, I think um, part of, because the type of business that you and I both run is very based on using our creativity and using our intuition. And sometimes I have to remind myself that part of having that creative energy is letting myself feel like I'm doing quote unquote nothing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like sometimes just going for a walk or sitting down to watch Netflix or going to cook dinner, like sometimes that is part of the process I need for my business because um, I have to refuel that creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that a lot because there's kind of this, you know how there's this feeling of like, you know, Oh, I charge this much per hour and people are kind of like, Oh, like that's a lot for like, for flipping over a few cards or whatever. Um, and that's like, that's not what we do. Obviously our work is a, is a lot more <laughs> than just flipping over a few cards, but you know, there can be like this perception of, Oh, but it only takes you like, you know, half an hour to do this reading. Um, is like, is that your, your hourly rate? But actually there's only so much of that work that we can do in a day. Yeah, it's so true. And I still have to remind myself of that too. When I consider my pricing and whatnot, I have to remind myself um, how much goes into everything and how much energy and spiritual energy and time and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when people, when I'm like sitting with someone for an hour, like, yes, they're getting that one hour with me, but they're also getting like the time that I spent in meditation that morning. Because right. <laughs> that, without me doing that, I wouldn't be able to hold space for them in the way that I can when I give myself time to recharge and do all those other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many readings do you find that you can do in a day? Oh goodness. You know, I I feel like it's actually going down over time. Um, And I'm not sure exactly why that is. Maybe part of it is just getting deeper into the work. And Mm -hmm. I do feel that um, it's not linear, but I definitely feel that the longer I do this, the the more depth I bring to my readings. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's part of why. But I was thinking about that just this week because yesterday I wanted to do three and I did two and then I was just like tapped out. Yeah. Um, so it kind of varies depending on my state, but I have a hard time. I really have a hard time doing more than three in a day. And I don't know if that doesn't sound like very much, but that's, that takes me like all day to do three readings. Yeah. No, mine's about the same. I think um, like four is my absolute max. If yeah. I try, if I try to do anything more than four, then I I pretty much need a day off like the next day. Yeah, for sure. When it's the busier time of year, which for me um, is around the new year, 
I usually do four and and once in a while I've even done like five in a day but I try I try not to do that because I try to remind myself as well that I want to bring quality to people even if I have a queue of readings I have to remind myself it's not about rushing it out it's about bringing quality to it and I find that clients are really understanding of that you know they want they want you to have that space and that energy when you do their reading. Yeah. They want a good reading. Right. <laughs> they don't want to be like number five on a day when you should have. Only yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's interesting though. Cause like talking to other people, um, like other readers, some readers I know will just like sit in a coffee shop and do like email readings like all day. Oh. I'm, like, oh, how wow. do you, I'm like, you're amazing. Like, how do you do that? It's, it's so interesting, like, that other people have different ways of, ways of working. It is, and I suppose, you know, that we all do have different things that work for us. I can't, I really can't do a reading unless I'm in my office. I mean, unless it's, like, a face-to-face reading, then I could, you know, do a coffee shop. But most of the readings that I do are written or audio. Um, they're not, like, live readings. So, yeah, I'm, like, I back when I first started, I tried a couple of times to go to a coffee shop and do a written reading. And I was like, this is just too, you know, there's like noise everywhere and the the table's small and, you know, it's like not working. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never been able to do that kind of Mm -hmm. thing either. Like I need to, I, I spend a lot of time just like setting up my space and like setting up my energy and making sure everything's like how I want it to be so that when I'm in the reading, I can just be in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a, excuse me, my losing my voice a little bit. But yeah, there's a lot, there is a lot that goes into it. You know, I'm sure that we all have our own little practices, but it's like, oh, I need to choose what tea to have today. And then crystals. (laughs) And then like you mentioned meditation. And it's like, you want to be in the right space, the right zone, the right energy when you do that reading. And there is some intention and there's a practice that goes into creating that yeah yeah but also equally I just want to just want to say like if you're somebody who does those like 2,000 readings in a day in a coffee shop and you're getting great feedback and it's working for you then you know go ahead yeah exactly (laughs) that's awesome like I'm jealous (laughs) right we all have our own way of finding our flow yeah I'm really curious Carrie I don't think we've really talked about this before but like when I do a reading for someone I I have this whole thing that I do where I call in all my angels and my guides and I do like a little connection with the other person and connect with their guides and stuff. Um, So all of my reading is like, it's pretty spiritual. Like it's pretty like, let's, let's ask your guides, like what you need to know. But Mm -hmm. I'm really curious, like how that works for you, like what that looks like for you when you do readings. Yeah, that's such a good question because I obviously consider myself a spiritual person um but i think that the way i approach it in my readings is maybe a little more open-ended um so the the main thing that i do aside from some of the stuff i already mentioned for getting ready for a reading but as i'm shuffling the cards i try to just sort of um i don't know if dissolve is the right word but kind of merge my everyday awareness with a higher perspective. So I guess you could call that my higher self or, you know, the universe or spirit energy or however, however you think of it. And then I ask that 
that universal energy to guide me to the cards and the messages that will be most useful and most beneficial for the person at this time. And I can feel like something shift within me as I set that intention when I'm shuffling. And then usually by the time I lay the cards out, I just feel really plugged into that and things just flow and the messages just come. Yeah, that's so cool because that is like what you're describing is really similar to what I do. I just yeah. call it something different. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think um, I think that's something that's so cool is that it doesn't matter like what you call it or like whether you feel like you're connecting to your own intuition or your guides or God or like, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it doesn't really matter. Like as long as you kind of know what it is for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I, I see so often like people talking and this is like, this is a little bit of a, um, a tricky, <laughs> a tricky thing to discuss, but I see so often like people in, in tarot communities getting so caught up in like, Oh, you have to do it this way. And you have to like, you have to call in the elements or you have to do, you have to do it this way. And like all of that stuff kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I know one thing you and I have in common is we're not, we don't approach things from a place of dogma. Yeah. And so it is, it doesn't ever feel right to me when I'm being told or when someone else is being told, you have to do it this way. This is the right way to do it. That makes me kind of um, uncomfortable. I'm not a big fan of that. I feel like we can kind of give each other the ability to find what works for us and not tell each other like this is how you have to do it just because this is how it works for me yeah yeah I've gotten in like so many interesting interesting discussions (laughs) with people (laughs) and I get I get into these conversations a lot less like the last few years I'm just like you know what that's not my not my thing to 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 go there like everyone can just do what they want to do Um, but I have been involved in a lot of discussions about, um, you know, I remember like having a conversation with people saying that I, I identify as an intuitive reader and I feel like everybody's an intuitive reader on some level, but Mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's, it's less about the, the keyword meanings and like doing the perfect Celtic cross and stuff like that. And it's more just about what I feel like I need to do, like what I'm guided to do, whether it's like turn over six cards or turn over 20 cards or whatever, I'll just do in the reading what I feel is the right thing to do. And I remember like so many people couldn't deal with that. (laughs) Like, no, (laughs) like that's not tarot. That's something different. (laughs) It's, it's interesting to me too, because I've had readings from a lot of different people who approach tarot in a lot of different ways and I've had a lot of really amazing readings from people who approach it in a lot of different ways you know what I mean like I have had readings from people who are much more I guess you could say structured and traditional in their approach and it's been a great reading and I've had readings from someone like you or it's more um I guess you could say more on the intuitive side and it's been a great reading so it's kind of funny to me that there that sometimes we get caught up on like, oh, this is the way to do it. Because I'm like, well, if it's serving someone and if someone's finding benefit from the reading, then isn't that what matters? Not like yeah. the specifics of how the reader does the reading. Yeah, totally. I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like if, if it's coming from a place that is like helpful and 
you know, it's, it's coming from that, um, you know, whatever that, whatever you want to call that place. Like I always set the intention when I'm doing a reading that, um, I, I do like, you know, all my energy stuff and whatever. And I always say like, before I pull the cards, I always just say, may everything that comes through be, um, in alignment with the best and highest good of this person's path or some, something along that line. But I always mm-hmm. set the intention, like, like may this help this person. And I think if you, if you're reading cards with that intention of like, I want to help this person, then it kind of doesn't really matter. Yeah, I completely agree. In fact, um, I was talking a while back and something I was creating for my business about um, just giving some tips on how to give a a meaningful tarot reading. And of course, it's just my perspective and my Mm -hmm. tips, take it or leave it kind of thing. But one of the main things that I talked about there and that I feel really strongly is that if you approach a tarot reading from a place of I want to be of service, I want to be useful to this person, it's making it about them, not making it Mm -hmm. about you. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we get caught up on like, oh, I follow this tradition, or I do, I do it this way, or I do it that way, it's making it about us as the tarot reader, not making it about the person that we're reading for. Um, And I'm not really a, a fan of that approach. I like to make it about the person that I'm reading for. So that's just my, you know, feeling on it. Yeah, I like, I resonate with that so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're not, and that's sort of something that I, um, I struggle with a bit too is like, um, you know, even just like putting up like testimonials and stuff on my website, like (laughs) it always feels, it always feels a bit weird to me to, to kind of have to say to anybody like, Oh, look at these great things that these people have said about my readings. You know, there's some, there are some people out there and, you know, like no judgment because we're all on our, on our own path, but there's some people out there who, um, you know, like their whole kind of platform is based around like, um, all of the amazing things that people have said about their readings and like how amazing their readings are. But for me personally, like it's, yeah, like you said, it's not about me. It's about just holding space for that person to, to do whatever they need to do in that space. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's um, a piece, you know, in a more general business sense, that's advice that I see given a lot just for business in general is, you know, make it about the perspective of how your business serves your client, not just the perspective of how amazing you are. And I don't think that's not to say, you know, like, of course we want testimonials on our, on our sites and stuff, but um, you know, our, our business is not just a shrine to how amazing we are. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's so, it's so interesting, but uh, yeah, I just, I love what you, what you said there about like, it's just, it's not about, it's not about us. Some of the best readings I've done have been um, like, like live sessions with people like over Skype or whatever. And I've barely even said anything (laughs) like it's all kind of just been like, okay, so your first card is this. Um, And then, you know, like I'll say a couple of sentences and then I just like let them move through what they need to move through and be there as like as, as support and as a guide to help them to move through whatever is going on for them rather than like, um, I don't want to say like this is the old school way of tarot because I know I sometimes I still read tarot like this, but you know, the, the way of reading tarot where you just kind of, 
the person just sits there and you just, <laughs> you just like talk to them and tell them what's going to happen to them in the future and then like off they go and that's it. I feel like we're, we're moving away from that or we're moving into something that is, that is different to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. In fact, it, hearing you talk about that makes me think, oh, I miss doing live sessions because for quite a while I've just been doing written and audio readings like I mentioned earlier. And I do think those are very special and they can create that same type of space. But sometimes I've had that same experience where I'm reading for someone and they need to express something. They see something in the cards and it's not even as much about me going into something as much as it is about the card triggering something within them and giving them the chance to express that. Um, and with the way, even with the way I do readings now, before I go forward and do the email reading, I give people the opportunity to share with me through email what's going on. And so I have some context for the reading and it is quite common that people will send me that initial email to tell me what, you know, why they're seeking the reading and they'll write, you know, they'll pour their heart out. And then at the end of the email, they'll write, you know what? I feel so much better already. Like that was so therapeutic, just writing all of that. Um, and I'm like, yeah. And that's a big part to me of what is so powerful about a tarot reading is just creating a space for someone to express what is within them at yeah. this time. Yeah. I think that's like, I, I have the, the same thing happen when I do, um, when I do email readings, because there are so many people who, like they might have people to talk to, like, you know, you've got your friends, you've got your family and whatever, but having somebody to talk to who is not going to judge you, who is completely impartial, like it doesn't matter at all to them, like which path you choose or, or whatever. They don't know all the people that you're going to, that you're going to talk about. Like just having that like space to just tell somebody everything that's going on um, without judgment or fear or whatever is so powerful. Yeah, it absolutely is. That's something that I try to use as a guiding principle for myself as a tarot reader is just to hold space for people. Just let people show up as they are um, without judgment, you know, as much as I can and try to just give them that space to, to be where they are. And I think when you create that kind of space for someone, that's already setting the tone for um, for maybe, you know, them to be receptive to the messages that come through in the cards. Like it's just, it just creates some, um, I don't really know how to explain it other than it creates like a, an energetic space um, yeah. for that person and, and you as the reader. And there's something very, very special about that. Yeah. It's like creating that safe space, like that safe container. It's like you and me, while we're in this reading, whether it's the the lead up to the reading or the actual reading or the conversation after the reading. It's like, this is a safe space. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I think like, I wish that I had like, <laughs> I wish that I'd been getting readings from like Carrie from like <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> really needing someone to hold that space for me. But it's so cool that there's so many people out there now who are, who are offering this, this service in this way. Yeah, I feel like it's an amazing time 
right now because there's so many great tarot readers out there and I try to support them um, because I know that sometimes even as a healer, even as a tarot reader, we need to be the ones on the receiving end. You know, yes. we need to be the ones having someone holding space for us. Yes. Um, I, so, yeah. I yeah. love getting a reading. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too. like, um, I kind of feel like, and, and this will sound like a little bit like up myself, but, um, I kind of feel like the, some of the best readers are the readers who will also go and get readings, you know, like mm -hmm. we, we know the value of filling, getting someone to fill our cup like once in a while. Yeah. I, for me, I think part of what, makes me resonate with someone as a tarot reader, like as them being my tarot reader, is that I sense that they have a self-awareness and that they have an ability to be real um, about, you know, maybe where they're still struggling or where they could use some some healing and some someone to hold space for them. So yeah, I think there's this weird um, paradigm that is going away, but still exists to an extent that in order to do this type of work, even if it's not directly tarot reading, but like, you know, doing coaching or anything like that, that you have to have all of your problems solved. And like, mm -hmm. you're just drinking green juice on the beach in Bali <laughs> all the time and everything's great. And I'm like, that doesn't really resonate for me. I want to be getting a reading from someone that I know is being real about what they're going through. And, um, you know, that they're on a journey as well. Like that, I don't know, that resonates with me. Yeah, me too, so much. Because I feel like it's, it's almost like that old paradigm thing of like the guru, like the yeah. person who is like enlightened and they're like more enlightened than everybody else. So therefore everyone has to listen to what they say. Like, that's just, I don't feel, I don't know if that was ever, I guess it served its purpose. Like, you know, when it, in the, in the times when it, when that was how it was and maybe it still does serve its purpose for, for some people at this time but I feel like more and more of us are like we the it kind of feels like we're all on like a level playing field now like there's less of this kind of oh that person is my spiritual teacher and so I will follow them to the ends of the earth and it's more about like oh I'm gonna like book in with Carrie and see what she gets in the cards for me <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's really, a, a, I don't know the word I'm looking for exactly, but um, a connecting feeling maybe to realize that we're all on a, our own journeys. We're all learning things. We all struggle with things. And there are certainly times where someone has a piece of wisdom that can benefit us. Um, but I do like that it does seem like you said that we're shifting out of that paradigm of like, oh, so there's these gurus out there and they have the answer and they can give it to me. And now it's more like, oh, there's all these people who have different life experiences and different types of wisdom. And perhaps I can find someone who can share a slice of that wisdom in a way um, that's not forcing it on me or telling me what to do, but that mm -hmm. is just sharing and is helping me explore, you know, how I can unlock that wisdom within myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned that because that's something that I really, um, like when I'm doing a reading, I, I really try to avoid using any kind of language that suggests like you should do this or you should take this path or this is the answer to your question. Um, instead, I really prefer to kind of just like tune into the energy of what's going on for the, for the person and kind of 
like open it up for them and shine some light, you know, like shine some light on, well, this, when we look at this option, like this is what we see when we look at this option, these are the things that we need to consider. So instead of like saying to someone like, you know, you know, when you get those questions of, should I leave my boyfriend? Like, Should I I start with my husband or should I quit my job? Um, Like I don't answer those questions in that way. I I think I probably did like kind of when I was first starting out, you know, because you just like, oh, just see what the cards say. Um, But now I kind of feel like actually it's not my job to tell you which path to take it's my job to kind of just shine a bit of light on, on the options for you and to help you to make the decision for yourself. Oh, I am a hundred percent absolutely <laughs> agree with that. And you know what? That's hard because I will even admit, even for me, there are times where I'm like, somebody just tell me yes. what to do. Just tell me what decision to make. And I think that's part of human nature. Um, and there are definitely, um, people who will take advantage of that, unfortunately, and who will, you know, tell people what to do. Um, and people, you know, sometimes even still like mostly at this point, I feel like I've been doing this long enough that I get clients who resonate with me and they kind of know my style and whatnot. But every now and then I get someone who's like, I just want to know what I should do. And it's hard because I, I can relate to that and know that feeling, um, but I think that my aim as a tarot reader is really to encourage people to explore themselves. It's not for me to give them the answer. It's for me to give them maybe perspectives and ideas and insights so that they can go deeper and explore that answer for themselves. Because I feel like that's where you really grow as a person um, is when you're doing that, not when someone just tells you what to do, even if that's sometimes what you really want yeah. on an ego level. You know, it's not always what you really need. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the whole point is that we work through our stuff and that we learn our lessons and we like, we grow and we learn. And for me, like, I know that it's very important for me to actually learn those lessons myself and not just have somebody else be like, Oh, here, just like move me onto the right path. Like I need to be walking. I need to be taking those steps for myself. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I'm really curious to know what you think about predictive reading. Hmm. That's it's a really hard thing for me to talk about because I think even if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have been one of those people who's like, oh, well, predictive readings are fine, I guess, but I don't do that. Like, <laughs> I use Carol for a higher purpose than that. You sound and, like me. <laughs> I, well, and I, that's generally um, maybe with not quite that level of snootiness, but that's generally still how I feel. But I do have to admit that I, not with tarot, I haven't had a ton of luck with tarot, but I have a Lenormand deck and just for myself, mm. not for anyone else, but just for myself, a few times I've been like, I'm going to do a predictive reading just for fun. And I wasn't expecting anything. And I have to tell you, I was like spooked because they were spot on. So that made me have to kind of reframe my views of predictive readings. And now I'm kind of at a place where I think like, I don't know with tarot, I haven't really tried it or had a, a lot of luck with tarot, but I guess I'm not as um, closed off to it as I was. But at the same time, I feel like it's a very hard line to walk because um, sometimes doing a predictive reading does rob people of the autonomy or like we just talked about, rob yeah. people of the ability to go through their own journey and make their own choices. And then I also feel 
um, which I think most people feel, that even if you can do some level of predictive readings, I don't feel that there's many things that are set in stone. Mm. You know, we create the future, we have autonomy, we have personal power, we can choose to transform and redirect our energy in any moment. Um, so I think that's one of the dangers and that's why it will never, I don't think become like, you know, the main thing that I do with tarot. Cause I just don't feel like that it serves the purpose that I um, feel that I'm here to help serve. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes total, <laughs> makes total sense. <laughs> I'm with you so much on that. Um, it's so interesting that you, that you said that about Lenormand because I have like had such a block, like I've got, I think I've got like three Lenormand decks now and I keep, I, I keep accumulating them thinking this is going to be my Lenormand deck, but I do, I do feel like there's something different about the energy of Lenormand and I kind of don't want to know. <laughs> I don't yeah. want Lenormand to tell me anything about what's going to happen. Like, I don't no, know I agree totally. That, like, like, even I've, coffin or like, yeah. oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> like, that's when I had the first experience that those Lenormand cards were so spot on. Um, I don't, I don't want to sound like I haven't really talked to anybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the first time I've talked about it because I didn't, yeah, I don't really know how to talk about it. But the first time that happened, I was kind of like, I'm going to put these on the shelf for a while because this was like kind of like weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. um, so now if I only use them very rarely and it's only when I feel like the stakes are kind of low. Um, Cause yeah, there's some things I'm like, I do not want to know that like that, <laughs> you know? And like I said before, even if I, you know, if I did something like on a really heavy topic and got told like a terrible outcome from the cards, um, I still feel like that's not set in stone. And so I'm almost like, why do I want to see those cards to begin with? Then it's just going to freak me out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, that's for me, like, that's why I don't do predictive readings. And the, th the thing is like, I say, I don't do predictive readings, but I do look at like people's next step and like the energy of what's next and kind of where to go from here. So it's not like I'm, never going to look at, well, what's, com what's coming up for you. But I just, I try, I try really hard not to do it in a way of like, okay, now we're moving into this energy and this from today, you're going to now move into this place and this thing is going to happen. Cause I feel like what people do, and I know I've done this when I've received predictive readings before is people kind of look at that thing and they believe that it's really going to happen to them. And mm -hmm. so then they create that thing. Like I've yeah. done that in my own life where someone told me this thing was going to happen. And I went so far out of my way to make that thing happen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it did happen. And mm -hmm. it turned out to be like, not what I wanted, <laughs> not what I wanted at all. It was very yeah. different when it happened to what I was kind of hoping it would be. Um, and I feel like I learned so much from that because I was like, wow, like the re reading for predictions really has this power to kind of, um, it's, I don't, it's almost like manifesting, like it can help you to manifest something because you can believe it so strongly that that thing is going to happen for you. Yeah, that's so, so true.
Yeah. And it can be great when it's a really good thing when it's like, oh yeah, you know, you're going to get that new job or you're going to, something amazing is going to happen. And then you can, you get into that vibration of like, oh, cool. That amazing thing's going to happen to me. So then you start making all of these decisions because you, you know, you, you believe that great things are coming for you. Whereas if you see something, um, you know, like the three of swords, then you're constantly going to be looking for, oh, where's that three of swords? And where is that, like that pain and heartbreak coming? Like, when is that coming? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's something that I know that I want to think more about for Mm -hmm. myself because I feel like right now my thoughts and feelings about predictive readings are kind of um, all over the place, which is probably apparent by the way I just talked about it. But yeah, I, I think we're pretty much on the same page about it right now. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I feel like there's there's so much, like there's there's so much to talk about and to think about when it comes to predictive readings. So it's really, and I kind of feel like that's also why I don't really like doing them because I don't really feel like I totally understand how they work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I will say one thing though, which is that when I, when I first had that experience with the Lenormand cards and I was kind of like, oh my gosh, because it turned everything on my head that I thought I believed about myself as a card reader. But since then, now I'm talking to you about it. Um, I know we both know Shona Hill, people listening might know her as well. I remember her mentioning a while back, I think, sorry, Shona, if I'm remembering this wrong, if you are listening, but I think I remember her mentioning a while back that she'd been, her beliefs had been evolving, um, her thoughts about predictive readings as well. Mm -hmm. And even some of my very top tarot icons like Mary Kay Greer, I I know I've seen her talk about um, some different thoughts on predictive readings. So I guess that's all just a very rambly way of saying it made me feel like I'm in good company that other people that I respect and admire or at least, you know, thinking about it and trying to come to grasps with what the implications would be of that, that style of reading. Yeah. And I love that we're having conversations about it because I think it's, it's so powerful to just like put it out there and say, and say to each other, like, well, what do you think? Like, how does it work? How have you seen this work in your readings? Like what's the pros and cons of reading like this? Cause I kind of feel like for a long time, people have just been like, well, it's in the cards. Like <laughs> that's it that's the answer and off off you go um but I think you know like like with you like my the way that I work and the way that I think about things it changes like all the time <laughs> like the way that I think about manifesting and the way that I think about law of attraction and predictive readings and how it all works in the universe and my guides like that's shifting and changing like daily probably so yeah. what we're even like what we're talking about now, like by the time that by the time this podcast comes out, I might have a different view on it, but I reserve the right to change my mind. And I think we all should. Yeah, I completely agree. And that I think when I started my business, I don't think this was a conscious thing, but I think on some level there was part of me that was like, okay, I have to you know, I have to kind of know my style and define things a certain way and then over time I realized like like you just said that I'm I'm always going to be evolving in certain ways and my beliefs and about certain things will will change and morph over time so now I'm kind of just try to give myself permission to say you know what that's okay and um that's 
that's part of part of life is you know reevaluating yourself and checking in with where you are now and you you're not always going to be in the same place you were yesterday or a year ago or whatever yeah totally because otherwise we just end up creating like we we leave all of this dogma stuff behind and then we just end up creating our own version of it right yeah yeah predictive readings is like um I always think about when I think about predictive readings I always think about um the matrix Mm -hmm. do you remember that bit where like Neo goes to see the oracle and he asks her if he's the one and she says no even though he is uh, I need yeah. to see that again. Yeah, watch it again. So and it's like that really blew my mind because I was like, oh, like even though this isn't a, like an accurate prediction, like this is what he needs to hear about his future in this moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that really blew my mind with when it comes to readings because I kind of felt like, you know, even if you're you're turning over a card and you're saying to someone like, um, maybe they've been single for a long time. You're like, it's the lovers. Like, you know, you're going to meet someone, like everything's going to be okay. Like, even if it's going to take them another three years <laughs> before they meet someone, like just hearing that in the moment could be exactly what they need to hear to get them on the path. It gets them to where they need to go. Yeah. You know, what? as you were talking and I was thinking a little more about maybe why I'm hesitant to actually offer predictive readings and even do them for myself very often at all. Cause I've, I really hardly ever have with my mm-hmm. Lenormand cards. Um, but, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I th- think it was like a really good thought too, but then it just flew right out of my head. It'll come back around. <laughs> yeah. If it comes back around, I'll let you know. I was like, this is a good one. And then it was like, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens sometimes. Yeah. There's, it happens to me all the time. Um, but yeah, there's so, there's so much in that. And I, I think as well, something that happens with, with people who do predictive readings, like I think there's so much pressure to be right. Yeah. Like for you to, you know, have all these testimonials that's like, you're so accurate. Like Vix told me this thing was going to happen and it happened. And it almost feels like, you know, coming back to that like ego stuff of like, well, I better be right because otherwise this person's going to tell everyone that I'm a fraud and that like my readings aren't accurate and whatever. And I think for me, like, you know, that's another reason that I don't want to do predictive readings because like you said, things can change. Like people can change their mind. Like you, people have free will, like just cause you're like, Oh yeah, you, you know, there's a new job in your future that person can decide not to apply for not to apply for a job. And then of course it won't happen. Um, yeah. yeah, there's kind of that feeling of like, you, like, I, like, I don't want that to be put on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that sort of reminded me of um, what I was thinking before, which is that I feel it's more beneficial for me personally. And um, I guess this is the perspective I bring when I work with clients, but instead of getting fixated on this is the thing that is going to happen, I think it is healthier to um, be open to what is to come instead of being like narrowly Mm. like, oh gosh, this is this one thing. And I always try to approach my life and I guess I try to encourage my clients to do this as well with the perspective that regardless of what happens, I will meet it with an open heart and I will choose to find the meaning for me personally 
in what it is that happens. And to me, that just feels like a more liberating perspective. It just feels like a more expansive perspective than, okay, well, I was told this was going to happen. So either now I'm going to make it happen, like you were talking about, or maybe, you know, life is going to line up in a way that I decide not to make it happen. To me, it just feels better to approach life with, look, I don't know with any certainty what's going to happen. There might be patterns. Maybe the cards can give me hints. But all I can really know or all I can really choose to do is approach it that whatever happens, I will find the meaning in it. I will define the meaning in it for myself. Yeah, I, I love everything. I love everything that you just said. It's so, <laughs> it's so powerful and it's like, it's so empowering. Like it brings, it, it brings the tarot, instead of the tarot being this tool that like is a fortune telling tool and it predicts the future, it's like you work with the tarot and the tarot is no longer like, you're not a slave to it. It like, it works for you and it works with you to help you to, you know, be, be in the best and highest place that you can be every day. Yeah. And even the times when I have toyed around with, with my tarot deck to just kind of, you know, do a predictive reading for myself, I feel like my cards are, they just don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? And then the cards are like, okay, well, this is the background of this. And then you have this deeper wound here. And then there's this unaddressed unconscious energy that needs to come to the, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they go into all these things. And I'm like, okay, look, I was just asking, like, what's going to happen tomorrow? And you're going into all of this cycle. That's just how tarot is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Me me too. Like, it's, it's almost like the deck wouldn't tell me because it'd be like, you can't even be worrying about this over here because right now, (laughs) right now you're not paying attention to this. That's right in front of you. Like, let's start here. Let's start where, where we are. And then we can start to like, then we can start to think about where, where we're going next, but let's start with where you are right now. Yeah. And I think um, sometimes when people, when a client comes in and they maybe think that they have a predictive type question, when you start digging deeper with them, oftentimes that's not, you know, they don't really actually want to know exactly what's going to happen. They just don't know how else to frame the question. They want Mm -hmm. to know how to create what their truest desire is. They want to know how to tap into some kind of power within themselves. They want to know how to feel more connected to their lives, but maybe the way they frame the question is, you know, is this going to happen? And I think part of what we do as tarot readers is help people figure out the deeper implications behind the questions that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, I, I get that a lot, you know, like people come in and they're like, oh, I've been single for a while (laughs) and I just feel like I'm ready to meet someone. I was like, okay, cool. Like let's, let's pull some cards and see, and see what's going on. And then it's like, all the stuff comes up. It's like, you can spend an hour with someone. There's not even one thing that comes through. That's about relationships. It's like, it's all about you and it's all about your stuff and it's what's going on for you right now. And it's like, you need to just do your own thing. You need to focus on this stuff that's going on for you. And then once you do that, you'll be, you know, you'll be in a better place to call in the relationship that you want or whatever. But for me, I always find that, yeah, the cards will do what they need to do. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of, you know, the thing, another thing for me too, is I think that sometimes we tend to oversimplify things and think like, oh, if I just knew that X, Y, and Z was going to work out, 
then I could be happy. But in reality, we've all had the experience where something actually does work out in the exact way you want it to, and you're still not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was like my experience when, um, yeah, I had, I had this reading and the outcome was like, this great thing's going to happen that you really want. And then I made it happen. And it was like, this is not what I want. <laughs> like, this is not it at all. But if I had, if I had had a different type of reading that was like, what do I most need to know right now to, to help me to connect with myself and to be happy with who I am? Um, it, could have been, it could have been a very different outcome, but you know, I had to learn, I had to learn that lesson. So that's all good. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like the work that we do is really weird because so much of it is like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's a, it's a strange thing that we do, isn't it? It is. is. Just really normal? <laughs> it's, um, you know, there are many things in the world that are strange to do and probably everything is a strange thing to do to some extent, but it is, um, it's a wonderful, strange thing that we do, I think. Yeah. 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 On that note, <laughs> I feel like we, we could talk about all this stuff for like, for a really long time. Um, yeah, for sure. Have, yeah. We should have like more tea dates on Skype. I know we should. Yes. There's just, I feel like we've only just like got to the tip of the iceberg of some of this stuff too. Like you can go to all these places about like, you know, fate versus free will and how does that fit in with the tarot and like, you know, all of, all of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is a nice, this is a nice place to end the conversation for today before we go dive into (laughs) lose our minds a little bit um but would you please like to take a minute to tell everybody um where they can find you and where they can find your blog i I can't remember i said at the start but your blog is my favorite tarot blog like in the world oh thank you so much i i don't know how you blog like so often um it, it, it's partly because writing is a big part of what I enjoy doing. And then it's partly just because I told myself like, this is my commitment and I'm going to do it. And that's, you know, so I've done it. So it's been good. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I always, um, get your emails and like, Oh, what's Carrie blogging about? And the (laughs) stuff that you blog about though, like, you know how some, some bloggers will just kind of give you a little tiny tidbit and then be like, if you want more of me, like, come and come and pay for my stuff but you like your blog is like a massive offering like there is there's spreads on there there's um like journaling questions there's like all sorts of stuff like basically essays <laughs> there's oh, thank so you. much stuff on there um you should put it all in a book I know hopefully one day <laughs> hopefully yeah. that day is coming I would I would totally buy that book <laughs> oh um, I appreciate that please do tell us like where we can find you yeah of course my website is carriemallon.com and you'll probably have the spelling of my name somewhere in the in the show notes and whatnot and I am also on Instagram at carriemallon and um, on my website uh, Vix was mentioning my my emails, I send out all of my blog posts in an email version. It's usually about once a week. So there's my mailing list there that you can sign up for free on the website as well. And those are really the main places that, that you can find me as Instagram and, and, uh, and on my site. Yeah. I highly recommend that everybody just goes and like 
binge, binge watches, binge reads your blog, <laughs> um, <laughs> especially, you know, well, anybody really who's into tarot, whether you're just kind of, you know, you've just got your first deck and you don't really know what you're doing or whether you're a seasoned pro just looking for, you know, some new, some new fresh ideas. Like, um, yeah, there's so much amazing stuff on there. Thank you so much for being here today, Carrie. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really nice to get the opportunity to speak with you. I enjoyed it. It was such a, such a joy to have you. And I will have on the show notes, I'll have all of your links um, and everything on there. So everyone can like head over to New Age Hipster and find all of that info about you as well. Perfect. Thank you, Carrie. Thank Bye. you. See ya. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.